Hello. Thanks for joining the Women and Faith podcast. I'm Stephanie Schwartz, the host of Women in Faith, and we're here to help women trust and obey God by knowing and applying His Word. I have back with me today my friends Susan Tweed and Rachel Barnett. Um, Susan, can you tell me about where you serve or where you've served at Compass? Yes, I can. I get the pleasure of leading the Women's Bible Study Group for Navigating Motherhood Leaders on mm. Wednesday mornings, mm. and that's really fun. We have quite the large group, yes. as you know, of um, <laughs> yeah. 25 amazing women I'm yes. inspired by every day. And in addition, um, my husband and I lead a home fellowship mm. group, which um, we get together in homes and talk about God's Word and the message that Pastor Mike will have given us on Sunday. Mm. And so we have... Uh, about 18 to 20 in that particular wow. group, and uh, we're just blessed to be able to to lead and, and serve them. Yeah, that's about half a hundred people we're investing <laughs> yeah. into. What about you, Rachel? Well, currently I am serving in the junior high ministry. Fun. I am a small group leader, um, which I've had the pleasure of serving in many different capacities within the junior high ministry and have been blessed by the junior high ministry, my my girls going through it. And um, But I have in the past served in Thrive, which is a mm-hmm. marriage ministry. My yes. husband and I led a group together and um, also was able to serve in Navigating Motherhood, which was such a blessing, mm. and um, kids ministry, just in many different facets, and have been blessed by all of those ministries. Yes. Well, you're sought out, so thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> and junior high is yeah. a tough age, yeah. so God bless you on that. That's so needed. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, we are talking about being girl moms. Uh, between the three of us, we have nine girls. So we're doing a series on being girl moms, and this time we want to talk about just teaching our girls about friendships. Uh, Friendships are so important. There's a great verse in the Proverbs, Proverbs 13.20, that says, "'Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise.'" but the companion of fools will suffer harm. So friendships are so important. It's critical that we help our daughters to walk with people who are wise because we want them to become wise and we want to steer them away from the fools. We do not want our daughters to suffer harm. So uh, we need to help them develop good friendships, to develop godly friendships. Uh, It's been said, if you want to know what you're like, just look at your friends. Mm -hmm. So uh, what would you guys say you've done or you're doing to help your daughters develop good and godly friendships? You know, it's interesting because when you say people focus or the kids focus on the cool groups. Yes. I'm just thinking of the movie like Mean Girls, Ooh, for yeah. example, yes. and yes. just having that um, aspect of looking up to the ones that, mm-hmm. just like we talked about before, beauty yes, and or popular for yes. whatever reason yes. it may be. And sometimes it's you know popular for bad reputation in that mm-hmm. sense. So I think um, for me, it's been very, very important to be a part as early as possible of my daughter's um, classes and classroom. Mm. So wherever I could serve in the classroom, not on the committees with adults, but actually get in the classroom to get to know the kids 
kids. So I was blessed to be able to do that at least once a month Mm. to know the kids. And then um, through knowing the kids, really reaching out intentionally to the parents and not just leaving it up to my elementary school child or my kindergarten, Mm -hmm. uh, my kindergartner uh, to create those play dates and being reactive, but really being proactive to get to know those moms Mm -hmm. and to reach out and to get together with our kids first before Mm -hmm. my daughters would ever go to their house. And then first invite them to my house and see how that child is and so forth. Right, and then yeah. ultimately allowing my daughter to, um, or daughters to go to their, mm-hmm, their homes. Right. So I think it's really about being intentional about it and praying, mm-hmm. um, to find those good kids from a school perspective. And mm-hmm. we can talk about church in yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. What about you, Rachel? Well, um, I touched a little last time on how I became a Christian eight years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, unfortunately, I didn't have any godly friendships at that time. Mm. Um, So when I became a Christian, I started praying for um, women that were wise and that I could imitate their faith. And God abundantly answered that. And um, we have this big group now and our husbands are all friends and we, we do life together and their, and their kids do life with our kids. And so we've kind of modeled those friendships to them, Mm -hmm. um, encouraging each other, um, praying together, having fellowship together, serving with one another. And um, our kids have seen that Mm -hmm. and they've developed those friendships alongside us. And um, yeah, modeling. Yeah. So Susan, you're talking about in the schools, just out in the world, in the culture, being intentional about who your kids hang out with. Yes. And then Rachel, you're saying in the church, as you develop your own friendships, as you work on friendships with yourself and with your husband and his friends, bringing the whole families in and having family friendships is important as well. Uh, What about maintaining those friendships? I mean, once you start making those contacts with people or you see that these would be good people or good families for my kids to be friends with, uh, what are some of the keys or things that you would suggest that they do or not do regarding maintaining those friendships? You know, it's interesting when we were talking about the character traits and what we're looking for in kids. I may not have answered that clearly, but really that kindness over Mm -hmm. meanness was really what, you know, I wanted to convey. And I think that them being kind Mm -hmm. um, to their friends Mm -hmm. to maintain those. And just like Rachel was saying, to model through our adult friendships Mm -hmm. that they can see, uh, we need to make sure that our kids are seeing us listen and seeing us care and come up alongside them and serve and sacrificially give and be kind and thoughtful so that they too can maintain great uh, friendships yeah. by kindness and focusing mm-hmm. on the other person and making sure that they're there and that they're listening. And I think it also comes up that they're forgiving mm-hmm. because the fact of the matter is none of us are perfect. Right. We all fall short of the glory of God. Yeah. And the fact is they're 
there's going to be disagreements. Mm-hmm. There's going to be conflict and right. confrontation. Yeah. And for them to make sure that they are forgiving, yeah. um, that that's a really important aspect of maintaining good friendships. Right. Totally. Have you, either of you ever had a time when you had to instruct your daughters in forgiveness, how to forgive or someone to forgive? <laughs> Every and probably day. my kids, they had to forgive. <laughs> It's all right. (laughs) I was actually just going to go into um, modeling plus instruction because Mm -hmm. we can't just assume that we're going to live it out and they're going to know how we did it. Pick it up. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, We have to use our words and tell them why we're doing certain things. Um, Yeah. So with our our girls, um, we have talked to them about forgiveness when they come and they want to complain about a friend, something they've been wronged Mm -hmm. specifically. And um, it's such a good opportunity to talk about the forgiveness of Christ. Mm -hmm. And um, one, just directing them to prayer, like, hey, okay, let's pray about that. And, um, And then also teaching them to be able to to communicate in a way that's loving mm-hmm. um, with that friend mm. so that they can have that discussion. And even just um, through that, like talking through it with them, that they can prepare their hearts to um, be soft and just be willing to give forgiveness, even if the friend doesn't um, see that they did any yeah. wrong. Right. Um, so... Uh, yeah, we've been able to instruct that many times, and usually we direct them to Philippians 2, 3 through 4, uh, do nothing out of selfish ambition mm-hmm. or vain conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself, and look not only to your interests, but also to the interest of others. Um, so usually I'll ask them, you know, in this situation, were, you know, are you looking at your interests? Are you looking to their interests? Um, Kind of just trying to direct them biblically and to get them to think biblically. And usually they can kind of come to an understanding that they had part in it. Mm, that's such yeah. a great passage. That, yeah, yeah, that is. It's it's interesting because when Rachel was talking about that, it made me think of like being left out, mm-hmm. right? Because with social media, yes. it's different these days, and mm-hmm. you can sure see yes. when you're left out. Yeah, you can. So the fact that there is, you know, two girls from a group doing something and they're taking pictures and so forth, there is that sense of being left out. And I think that it is so important to not only pray, but to look at, um, the fact that, yeah, that sucks and it hurts. Right. And I've been left out right. before. I mm-hmm. mean, certainly I've talked to Stephanie about being a working mom. Sometimes you're, yeah. you know, you are left out mm-hmm. in that sense. And at the same time, as you said, Rachel, to continue loving, um, showing kindness, reaching out and not just uh, shutting down, only thinking of their, their own interests. But we're all going to do things with a single friend and not the whole group. You can't always do that all the time. Right. But maintaining um, forgiveness um, with each and every each and every moment and each and every day, things will slip out of our mouths and our friends' mouths that mm-hmm. um, may not be, uh, it may just be emotional and right. may not be real intention. So I think we have to be ultra forgiving for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And even if we are left out, um, just to get them to shift their mind to go like, um, could you be excited that those two sweet friends got special time together? Mm-hmm. Because when you get your special one-on-one time, you know um, that you appreciate it and you like it um, just to try and get them to think like for them, like, oh, that 
that's good. I'm going to, I'm going to be thankful for that. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. And for them to then be proactive. So not just looking and seeing what they're doing, but they need to be proactive with their friendships to maintain those good friendships so that they're not always, again, reactive, waiting to be asked, Mm -hmm. but they can be the asker and they can have those special times too. So I think that if we can get them proactively looking and intentionally spending time with those friends that they, um, consider good friends, mm-hmm. um, good, uh, relationships and, um, what would you say influence on them? Yeah. That that would be important too. Yeah, sure. that's a good that thing. is. Well, what about when, um, it becomes evident that these aren't the good friends to have that, you know, there would be a better choice in friends. Um, maybe they're not left out every now and then, but they're consistently left out. They're just not going to be a part of that group. Or, you know, some of the friendships might be people that when you see your kids hanging out with, they're just displaying behaviors that aren't the kind of behaviors that you've raised them to display. You see that they're taking this left turn or whatever. How do you help them to curb those ungodly friendships or cut out those ungodly friendships? Yeah, it's, I'm much more vigilant now than I was because Mm -hmm. unfortunately with my oldest who is 25, Mm -hmm. I didn't know. And, you know, as first Corinthians 15, 33 says, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Mm -hmm. And I will just tell you, we have lived that with just one friend, Mm -hmm. uh, early on in high school Mm -hmm. who really, uh, came up alongside my daughter and decided to um, tempt her in all kinds of sin. Mm. And from her perspective, she was evangelizing and trying to invite her to church. But in some cases, it's easier, in most cases, for them to pull you down than for you to lift them up, you Mm -hmm. know, on a chair. So we have to be wary and um, just to make sure that we are fully aware is my point. Yes. With that, I should have been more vigilant on not allowing her to spend time over at that person's house. Mm -hmm. Um, Initially, I will have, again, as I mentioned, having the children like come to our house. This particular person, my husband and I could tell was bad news and we caught it too late. Mm -hmm. So with the other friendships, we, if they're under our roof and there's someone that we don't agree with, then we just plain and simple, they're not going to go to those parties with that person and that person, um, they're not going to go to their home and, and so forth. So they may see them at school and maintain a distance, but that, uh, we can't have them in their inner circle because we've definitely paid the price. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I agree with you. And with all three of my kids, my son and both of my daughters, we've had to intervene at times and say, this friendship's going to have to come to an end. And it's never pleasant. No. You know, a lot of times there's tears and, you know, just some upset actions, but uh, it's just important because like you said, Susan, as as the, the scripture says that that bad company can and does ruin good morals. And we don't want to sacrifice our kids' spiritual walk with God because they want to cling to a friendship that's not the right one. Have you had experience with this too? Yes. um, We've definitely limited Mm -hmm. friendships. um, And just fairly recently, we had to limit a friendship, um, which gave them less time to spend time together. Yeah. Um, And at first, 
my daughter was not happy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the less amount of time that she spent with this person, um, the connection that they had kind of started to dwindle. Mm-hmm. And um, her being separated actually gave her time to um, be able to see things in a different light and started seeing some of those negative things Mm -hmm. um, as well, um, whether it was division or gossip Mm -hmm. um, and stuff that was separating friends. Um, It made her want to start pulling back as well. And um, that was definitely all God because we were praying through that the whole time. for God to be able to direct that friendship. We were limiting it, but ultimately he was in control. And um, so we did allow that friend, she was able to come to our house in our environment um, with our standard set, but we didn't let our daughter hang out with her outside of the home Mm -hmm. or school. It's interesting because a lot of the bad friendships that we're talking about are people who attempt to be clingy, clicky, really try to keep, um, you know, in my case, one of my daughters to themselves. Mm -hmm. And as Rachel was saying, to to monopolize and spend Mm -hmm. a lot of time Mm -hmm. with them in that way, kind of exclusively. And that's one of the the signs to be wary of in that way, because Mm -hmm. we want our daughters to not be in a click and not to just have one buddy Mm -hmm. in that way. Another way we've um, rid them of those friends is to get them involved in other activities. Mm -hmm. And we found to have three different pools of friends for our girls, because again, girls Girls can be mean. And um, one pool is at school, but Mm -hmm. that can't be the only one. We made that mistake in the past. One is church. Mm -hmm. And certainly we love to be around um, our church family. Mm -hmm. And not only, like you said, Rachel, your friends and their kids, but it's important to have those friendships that we're modeling and mentoring. But the friends that they have here at church, those parents uh, really can be great influences to them as well. Right. And then finally, an extracurricular activity or group where, again, I can spend time there and figure out who's who mm-hmm. and who we want to hang out with. But having those three different pools of friends mm-hmm. has really helped so that one friend can't be the full focus, yeah. keeping them busy, keeping them active, mm-hmm. and making sure that they have those have been helpful to not get one person yeah. that will monopolize them. in a negative way. That's great. And then when we're talking about, you know, removing them in a sense from ungodly friends or pulling them away from, you know, those that are causing them to spiritually take a left turn, at the same time, we want them to learn to invest in unbelievers. We don't want them to only be around, you know, Christian kids or godly kids or, you know, even those kids that are here at church that maybe aren't yet surrendered to Christ or are struggling. How do we keep that balance between, you know, knowing when a friendship is not positive and at the same time investing and loving and putting the interests of others above themselves? Yeah, Rachel, did you have something on that one? Um, well, definitely we want, um, if our kids are professing Christians, yes. right, their closest friends should be believers. And so we're going to look at that. We're going to see, does that match up? Are they investing in those relationships with people that are following Christ? Mm-hmm. Um, we want those to be their their 
people that they walk through life with that they're going to get counsel from. Yeah. Um, but we are also called to be salt in this world and light. And we can't do that if we are not um, reaching out to the world. And so um, within our church, we know not everybody is a believer. Right. So even within um, their church groups, there's going to be people that are professing to follow Christ, people that aren't professing to follow Christ. Um, but we want to come alongside those people that are are not. And, right. you know, they're still here, they're within the church, and they're there to learn. And um, that can be such a witness um, of Christ's love is right. that um, we still, we want to pour into you, we want to be friends with you, um, but we're not going to be doing what the world is doing. Right. So um, the intentionality is, hey, come do what we're doing. And um, same with school friends. Yeah. I mean, we, we need to build into those relationships. Um, mm -hmm. We can invite them to come to the high school, junior high revivals, come to camp with us, um, come to uh, True North United where um, they all come and they hear a message and they talk about the word together. And um, we want ultimately to see people saved. Right. And so those relationships are important. And um, our friend group, since our kids were young, we've all been praying for each other's kids, walking through life together. And as our kids are either choosing to stray from what they've learned um, or walk with Christ, we're trying to all keep them, keep those friendships intact, mm -hmm. communicating with each other, continuing to pray, um, but also not wanting those right. kids to cause our kids to stumble. So yeah. open communication and prayer is mm -hmm. just so huge. Yeah, that's a great point. It It is a balance. And I think it's just so, so important that our kids do share the love of Christ because assuming that all kids are Christian, you know, because they go to church or that, that's just not going to happen. But right. what we, they are called to love and to reach out to them. But as Rachel said, not to be in that inner circle and really seeing that it is different. They're not going to get counsel from mm -hmm. those particular kids, but they're going to love and care and show kindness and pray for those kids and not, um, you know, treat them like they have leprosy because something went on with them, but come up alongside them and, sh you know, share verses reach out to them. So I think it's just like us, right? Mm -hmm. And we, how we maintain that again is right. a good model, right. but I think it's really, really critical and it's very sad. We, we have had, even as we've disciplined one of our daughters, um, situations where, you know, they were ostracized because we grounded them from certain things and, oh, they were in sin and, and then not being able to have those friends that they had for that period of time because they were um, judged because they didn't go to certain events. Mm -hmm. So we're very um, clear with our daughters that we are all sinners and that at the same time, they need to love um, the lost and the unsaved mm -hmm. and right. to make sure that they do form those relationships, but mm -hmm. again, not the inner circle right. in that sense. Yeah, I think that's good. And I think, you know, what you guys have said makes a lot of sense. And it sounds like it's just kind of like what we would do. Yeah. I mean, who do we pick as friends? And mm -hmm. that's going to model to them what kind of friends you pick. And then we're going to definitely, you know, 
hang out with non-believers yeah. and we're going to invite them to things. We invite them to church. We invite them to all sorts of different events, but it doesn't mean we go running to them to the, I don't know, male strip clubs or whatever. Right. I mean, or family we're just vacation. Not do it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, they see that and they learn that by watching us. Unfortunately, we got to wrap this one up. That was quick. I know. <laughs> and it's been fun teaching our kids or talking about teaching our kids, our daughters, you know, how to develop friendships so important. And thank you guys so much for, you know, spending your time to give these tips to the moms out there who have daughters and are just needing a little extra wisdom. It's so important that their daughters develop good and godly friendships. You know, moms, if you're out there listening, please help your daughters to develop good friendships, even if they get mad at you. And pray, pray, pray. Yes, yes. yes. (laughs) Even if they get mad at you, give them the, you know, push to cut the cord on the the duds, the ones that are pulling them down into the ditch and then helping them to make it about others. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of like the Christian life, right? We're here to make it about others. So in our next episode, we're going to talk about teaching our daughters about dating and marriage, (laughs) which is something that we need to do. Yep. So that will be coming up. Thank you so much for listening to us. Please don't forget to subscribe and like and share and even comment. Email us with any topic suggestions, wf at compasschurch.org. And we truly look forward to meeting with you next time.